From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Here we are, Martin Luther King Weekend. And I tell you, if Martin Luther King were still alive today, he would say, man, it's cold out there. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Thank you very much to me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives. It is the name of the podcast. Thank you for listening, hanging out next half hour or so. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, was it earlier in the week? I was talking to Lana about it. My my old, six years old, sharp as a tack. Uh, sometimes a little too sharp for her own good. But uh, I asked her if she knew what Martin Luther King, uh, who he was. And he goes, and she basically said, you know, once upon a time, you know, people with dark skin couldn't eat at restaurants like those with the white skin and martin luther king was like no everybody's skin should be in the restaurants so we can all eat together and now we do and you know it's such a sweet way she described it very accurate by the way uh but it got me thinking we should all be enjoying restaurants and i say this as somebody uh, who likes to eat, but uh, she, yeah, nailed it right on the head. Very cool stuff. But uh, going back to the cold weather, yeah, it's uh, going to be cold up here in northeast Indiana and pretty much uh, most of the United States here in the coming week. Uh, uh, yeah, Fort Wayne didn't get any snow, but we are going to be sub-zero a couple of days here. Uh, Chicago got pelted. Uh, Nashville's going to get some snow starting out the week Monday. So, Tennessee, Chicago, but uh, Indiana, no snow. Well, I think I think South Bend in the region got some snow. But it was interesting. I was watching this uh, earlier in the week, Monday. Again, doing this like late Friday, early Saturday morning. And they said that a major snowstorm was coming our way. And it looked to dump nine inches. This is a Weather Underground's website. Pretty good stuff, usually. And I, and I said to myself, when I saw nine inches Monday for Friday... Either it's going to be a lot more or a lot less. And it was a lot less because it all depends on low pressure and where it tracks. And uh, with us, the low pressure tracked more toward Chicago, went up north. So we got relatively warmer air, which means more rain. But warmer means 35. It was still chilly-ass rain. And uh, now that the front's passing through, we're going to just ugh, freeze our butts off. So... Uh, if if you got anything planned this MLK weekend, make sure it's indoors, and if you can stay home, do so. Uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. Wild card weekend with the NFL. Uh, I think the first game on the docket Saturday afternoon: uh, Texans and Browns in the Deshaun Hubel. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Watson leaves Houston for Cleveland. Uh, massage gate happens. Uh, he's injured, and uh, now Joe Flacco coming out of retirement, taking on. Uh, uh, Stout, CJ Stout, um, and I think uh, I don't know. I I, I want to go with the Browns on this one. I know the Texans are the home team, but Browns uh pretty hot right now. Uh, we'll see how that shakes. Uh, Kansas City in Miami. Uh, that's gonna be on Peacock. Uh, nobody watches Peacock. Uh, I, I want to go with Kansas City with that one unfortunately so we'll probably have another week of uh, Taylor Swift and uh, and sycophants uh also well, what was the other game um tomorrow or Sunday Steelers and Bills going to go with uh, Bills Packers Cowboys Cowboys Lions over the Rams by the way 
and Eagles, I think, on the road against the Buccaneers, and then we'll see what happens coming up uh, in the divisional rounds next weekend. But uh, looking forward to some football, even though I probably won't be able to watch, well, <laughs> the game on Peacock. Uh, there, there are some Swifties that are pissed off about that. And it's like I've said before, she's a brand. And if they think they can sell something, i.e. streaming on football and paywalls, there you go. Uh, it was a very eventful week of football uh, away from the gridiron. I mean, after, after the National College Championship, uh, after the regular season, uh, Nick Saban stepping away from Alabama. I think six championships there. Uh, he just says time. I uh, left his mark, and uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. And it looks like Alabama's trying to hire away the uh, the head coach of Washington. And some people are kind of disappointed because they're like they're expecting a splashier hire. But I mean, hell, who who's splashier than Nick Saban? Um, and and we all know that Brian Kelly got his dream job down at LSU, so he's not going to jump ship for that. Uh, Pete Carroll stepping away. Uh, going to the pro ranks here, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's uh, stepping away from the managerial side, the coaching side, and he's going to be pretty much a, a consigliere, as to borrow a term from Godfather. He's going to be an advisor uh, to the team, and you know he's got some, uh, he's got some know-how. He won an NFL, uh, he won a Super Bowl, could have won a second one. But, yeah, that's going to be his first piece of advice by the way if you get into a championship situation and you have a chance to run the ball uh do so don't don't get cute because yeah had marshawn lynch and that's still one of the dumbest plays ever in the super bowl and uh he did it against the patriots who are now without uh happy-go-lucky bill belichick after what 24 seasons head coach patriots six championships there he says it's time. Um, now the thing is with him, uh, he's got six. It, he there's rumor he might go to another team because he's just uh, a few wins away. I think 15 wins away from I think Shula. This, is it Don Shula that's got the all-time wins record? I'm not, I I, I should have uh, looked this up before doing the podcast. Haha. But uh, even so, if he was to hire on at another team. You know, that would take like at least two seasons of mediocre football just to catch Don Shula, if I'm getting this right. Who, Where would he go? I can't imagine him wanting to go to Carolina. That would be a nightmare. I don't know who would hire Bill Belichick. I mean, I'm sure there's some teams that want to, but in terms of long-term uh, future, I mean, the guy's north of 70. You might want to be thinking long-term here. But, uh, yeah, it was some big shakeups uh, with college and pro football coaching. This past week. In fact, that, that all three happening within 24 hours of each other. Crazy. All right, uh, more fallout from the Golden Globes and uh, Joe Coy and uh, humorless Swifties, as you know, he, you know, kind of tying into the whole NFL thing. He told the joke at uh, the Golden Globes about how uh, he, Golden Globes, uh, what's different between us and the NFL is uh, we're going to be showing Taylor Swift less with cameras. And, of course, she, you know, was mad, and she has no sense of humor whatsoever. And he even tried to explain this joke, uh, I think, the next day on one of those uh, morning show talks, uh, talk show type things uh, out in Los Angeles. He's like, no, the, the joke was directed at the NFL because the NFL shows her a lot in the press box, and for whatever reason, she took it the wrong way. And 
this ties in with what I've been saying about Taylor Swift, aside from the fact that she's a product, she knows she's being watched. That's why she goes to the games. And she likes the fact that uh, the cameras show her, even if she's, even if her fans say she can't help it. She knows she's being watched, and she knows that's exposure. So in a way, it is hitting out at her, even if he didn't mean it to be that way, because he just assumes she's there to go see the game. <laughs> yeah, she just happens to be dating uh, a two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, future Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah, just, just weird. Weird, right? Yeah, that... I keep thinking back to when uh, Charlie Whitehurst was playing, and he actually uh, he, he played down in Tennessee for a bit, and of course uh, he was a uh, backup in Indianapolis, and his uh, nickname was Clipboard Jesus because he had the long hair, the beard. Okay, he looks like Jesus. He's got a clipboard, Clipboard Jesus. Simple enough. He was dating Jewel, um, and granted, Jewel not really in the limelight as much as Taylor Swift. But I don't recall anybody making a big deal about that or Jewel just showing up at games at random and uh, jumping up and down the press box. Yeah, you can't tell me that she doesn't know the cameras are watching her. Oh, and by the way, he also told a joke about, um, what, what was it, Oppenheimer and Barbie. One is based on a book about a, a physicist and another movie is based off a, a plastic doll with boobs. And, of course, people thought that was sexist. So what? who better the go-to for condemnation than uh, director Greta Gerwig, director of Barbie? And when she was asked about it, she goes, you know, he's right, actually. That They made a lot of plastic dolls back in the day with fake boobs. So she laughed it off. She didn't give a shit. Um, I think the media wanted her to give a shit, but I mean, she she's a, a, a feminist director of a comedy and one of those rare feminists with a sense of humor. So kudos to her, but she probably, again, shot herself in the foot and uh, poor things is probably going to win the Oscar over Barbie coming up this year. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't have a sense of humor with these uh, Hollywood critics, but uh, you know, whatever. She, she, she directed the the highest grossing movie of uh, 2023. Uh, so there's that. Okay, now this one's gonna be a little long winded. I didn't expect this to be a little long winded, but um, it turned into several different stories this past week, and this is going back to Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, and the Man Baby. Um, as you know, uh, he made uh, Aaron Rodgers made the comment about how uh, I bet that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want the list to be revealed, the Jeffrey Epstein list. Um, and of course, Kimmel took that to mean, oh, you think I'm a pedophile? And he went on Twitter calling him an a hole and you know soft brain. And if you want to you know continue this, I'll see you in court. Which okay. You would, again, going back to my original point, if this was harassment, you would do a cease and desist, and you probably shouldn't be threatening and name-calling people yourself on social media. But that got overlooked because uh, a lot of sports media were uh, cheering on Jimmy Kimmel. So, you know, and by the way, it was not the list that got revealed. This was just the lawsuit. We have no idea where the list is, although I'm sure that client list exists somewhere. Okay. So the you know Jimmy Kimmel gets back from Christmas break about this one line that uh, Aaron Rodgers made on Pat McAfee's ESPN show and went on about it for seven minutes. That was his monologue. 
seven minutes. One line, seven minutes. Yeah, you know, he's gone from being a co-host of the Man Show uh, to slowly but surely gradually turning into Keith Olbermann. This seems obsessive. Seven minutes. And he goes, it'd be nice if you apologized. I don't expect one, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers didn't apologize. So I wouldn't expect him to either. He didn't call you a pedophile, dumbass. So, okay. And again, I'm not really a big Aaron Rodgers fan because I think the guy's kind of a aloof, weird dude who's into psychedelics and dark rooms, but whatever. So uh, the next day, Pat McAfee was on the show and uh, he said, what was it? He said that uh, Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. You know, the NFL regular season's wrapped up. You know, and I could use the break. I can't stand being mentioned uh, on social media all the time. He said this. And a lot of sports media outlets went with Aaron Rodgers, no longer on ESPN's Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee done with Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and even in the stories themselves, they say that it's just for the season. But the headline said, that Aaron Rodgers was through with the show. And there were people on social media going through it. Hey, you guys are misleading people with these headlines. It's almost like these people are into clickbait. These legit social media types, or sports media types. And by the way, I'll get more into that here in just a few moments. Then, you know, the Bill Belichick story broke. Him stepping away. I think the last game of the season, it was uh, the New York football Jets. And they beat the Patriots. And uh, lo and behold, when that's announced, Pat McAfee goes, hey, we've got Aaron Rodgers with us. And Aaron Rodgers was there because he was on the field, one of the last players on the field with Pat, uh, Bill Belichick, you know, the opposing sidelines. And they started talking to him. And I think a lot of sports media types were upset. But they even said in their stories, uh, he's not done. But they wanted him to be done. It was like they're peer pressuring Pat McAfee to be done with Aaron Rodgers. They themselves are lying in a way and misdirecting and giving some misinformation. Now, I'm not saying what Aaron Rodgers did was right or wrong. I'm just saying he was poking back at uh, a certain man baby who would keep making fun out of him for his uh, medical points of view. And by the way, I... Like I said, I don't do the darkroom thing, uh, and if I'm hurting, I'm taking like Advil or uh, extra t strength Tylenol. I'm not taking Echinacea or whatever Aaron Rodgers is into. I mean, I've got a brain between my ears. The fact that you're just saying, well, shut up, you, I don't agree with you, is kind of childish and uh, whatever. But that's been my whole point, is like you can figure this stuff out for your own, on your own. And so you have uh, some misinformation from the media types here on this sort of thing. And I even went on air, uh, not on air, but social media, some of these stories. And I said, look, the problem with ESPN isn't Pat McAfee or Aaron Rodgers. It's ESPN. And somebody's like, no, it isn't. And I'm like, well, yes, it is. It very much is. Because the next day, it is revealed. I think the Atlantic ran this. And this is where sports media types get snippy at sports media types. ESPN lied to get Emmys for their co-hosts. And this wasn't an accidental thing. They lied. Uh, I guess this was under previous management. And they did this for 13 years. 
and garnered 37 Emmy trophies for people like Lee Corso and uh, Desmond Howard. Uh, they would use fake names. So Desmond Howard was known as Dirk Howard. He was a producer. DH. So Dirk Howard would get a Emmy, but it was for Desmond Howard. Sam Ponder, female. Stephen Ponder was the name. So SP got his, hers, whatever. And they did this with a whole bunch of people. And then a lot of these co-hosts were saying, well, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know. Bullshit. Why the hell would you do this if they didn't know? I mean, where where would you put these um, Emmys if you didn't, if they went to fake people? That's the thing. This is why people don't give a shit about uh, Pat McAfee having Aaron Rodgers on his show. This is why uh, I think with me... Yeah, it was fun to kind of poke fun out of uh, Clarissa Thompson for making up uh, sideline halftime quotes. But, I mean, football coaches don't really give rocket science answers during the game. They're not going to spill the tea, as it, as it were, on how to do stuff. So if she can't get an interview, she's going to say the generic bullshit. It's not brain surgery. But everybody's making a big deal about this. And then it's revealed that ESPN was doing this for 13 years and got 37 trophies for basically, to borrow a term, uh, fake news. Fake people bringing you the sports news, I guess. They were doing this. Yeah, I kind of just shrug at uh, this whole Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee thing because Pat McAfee is basically a guy's guy. He's a guy, like I've said this before, Pat McAfee is the dude you would have a beer or three with talking sports, whereas a lot of these sports pundit types wouldn't be caught dead in the places that you go. They're too good for that now, a lot of them, which is sad. And they're too good uh, to follow the rules of uh, the, the National Association of or National Academy of Television and Sciences. So they have to lie and make up names. Good job, everyone. All right, a couple sports stories here. Um, one is stupid, one is heartbreaking, and uh, stupid goes to California. California does not deserve football. And I know that's weird saying because, you know, you have Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it was the former home of the Oakland slash Los Angeles Raiders, uh, a one-time team that John Madden, the late, great John Madden, coached. USC, UCLA, Stanford, you know, the college ranks, and tons of great football players came from California. I mean, hell, Joe Montana was a four-time Super Bowl quarterback for the 49ers. California legislature right now is looking to ban tackle football for kids 12 and under because they don't want kids to get hurt. And, you know, they say, well, flag football is a nice alternative. And one of the freaking politicians behind this is saying, well, you know, the Pro Bowl uses flag football. Why can't our kids? Because the Pro Football, the, the Pro Bowl, that's what I meant. The Pro Bowl uses flag football. Why can't our kids? It's because the Pro Bowl is not a real game and nobody goes there. And when people are voted in, they use, like, alternates now. And so, like, you have your fourth or fifth string pro bowlers. Half the league is now a pro bowl league, by the way. That's a, that's a shitty, shitty example. 
because that's not a competition. Kids keep score. And if you're going to learn to tackle, if you're going to learn to do all the things that you're going to do in uh, in middle school and high school, you, you better do it now. You don't have to be like freaking Lawrence Taylor or, or Reggie White and knock the shit out of the quarterback. You just got to show them how to do it. But now you're putting kids' gloves, so to speak, on kids with Pop Warner. And here's the thing, too. If the legislature gets Roger Goodell and the NFL involved, they can get an endorsement from Roger Goodell. And what would it say about Roger Goodell's uh, viewpoint on football if he endorses what California is doing? This is dumb. They just they won't let your kids grow up. They won't your, let your kids be kids. They won't let your kids compete. Do you think, okay, if you take the tackle out of football, do you think you're really keeping your kids safe? For Christ's sake, none of my kids play football. I've got two girls, and my son is two years old, and they're always jumping off furniture when I tell them not to. They're, yeah, it, good luck. Good luck. You know, uh, uh, this is heartbreaking. really is. No, that's stupid. This is heartbreaking. Just as California does not deserve football, the state of New York does not deserve basketball. And this is a piss poor uh, sportsmanship. If I ever saw it, and anti-Semitic is F. Um, this happened not too long ago. I do have uh, this linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, this uh, girls team uh, from a Jewish academy, I think in Yonkers, they were taking on another team. And uh, the other team had to forfeit eventually because there were some players on the bench that were uh, basically shouting Jewish slurs at these basketball players. And, you know, free Palestine. And uh, saying some names I would never say to anybody. And they had to, the, the, the head coach had to stop from the, the Jewish squad confer with the referees, and they had to get the other head coach to uh, pretty much forfeit. And here's here's where I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes here. If you're the coach of this team where you have bench players who are shouting this crap, why aren't you telling them to go to the locker rooms? Why aren't you keeping them on the bench? Why are they on the team? That's just creptacular coaching right there. It, you're you're tall. Look, and I'm somebody that likes to say what he does, but I have a point to it. You know, I don't go into crap half cocked. I have an opinion, but my opinions aren't like, well, I better call somebody this because they're that. You know what I mean? And you've got your players on the bench doing this to these girls who are out there to compete out there to win. And that should be the goal of your team. It shouldn't be, you know, talk shit, trash talk, and being racist as F. And if this if this guy, if, if this team isn't suspended for the rest of the season, then yeah, whoever's running high school athletics in the state of New York, uh, they shouldn't be in charge of athletics in the state of New York. So, yeah, that's that's heartbreaking. Uh, you just want to go out there and prove your metal, and you're having to deal with this crap. And it's not an obnoxious fan, too. This is, you know, someone your own age uh, doing this to you. It's crazy. All right. Um, so, speaking of New York, Howard Stern. <laughs> A little lighthearted here. Um, I'm, I'm giddy as F to talk about this. I've said as F 
three or four times now in the last two minutes. Uh, Howard Stern, uh, 2020, pretty much broke him. He's always been a germaphobe, but uh, COVID just made him insane. Uh, he decided to never go back to the studio to just do his his show from his house, uh, avoid people, social distance, and all that fun stuff. Hide from the germ. Hide, and he even admitted that he and his wife got into a fight over COVID because she wants to get out and live life, and you know he wants to be, you know, whatever the hell he's become. He missed a week of shows last week, and it was revealed the reason why he missed was because he finally caught COVID. After getting the vaccine, after wearing the masks, after hiding inside, after socially distancing for uh, six zip codes, this guy finally got COVID. You can't outhide nature, no matter how hard you try. Um, And I realized that the moment the pandemic was happening, uh, and I remember being in uh, Lowe's with my wife. This was before Logan came around. So it was me, her, and my two daughters. She had the mask. I had the mask. And, boy, I hate wearing the mask. Not doing that again. Um, but little Lana, she was three at the time, running up the uh, down the aisles, touching everything. And everything's coated in everything. And little Hazy, who was just a little bit north of one. Uh, you know those little paper cards with the paint shades? That shows you what type of paint you could get. She was chewing on those. And it was that moment I knew I was boned. Basically, I was going to get it eventually. And I probably have had it twice. And here's Howard Stern. Has everything. And is afraid of everything. Maybe that's... Maybe that's why he's such a germaphobe. He's afraid to lose everything. Eventually, you're going to lose everything because you're not going to be around to enjoy it. Uh, and it's not to say you don't take precautions when um, you know you're when certain things happen. But come on, you, this thing has a survivability rate of like ninety nine point two percent or something insane like that. I think he'll be okay. I think he will be. He'd be much better. Uh, Stepping outside than, say, step inside an airplane. Now, that's one thing I don't know if I can do now um, that I saw the Alaska Airlines uh, fiasco. It's not the first time there's been um, a, a, a mid-air catastrophe. Uh, fortunately, nobody was killed in this, but uh, I guess last week, you know, this, uh, this plane took off from Portland, Oregon. Just six minutes into the takeoff at 10,000 feet, a piece of... They, what they say, a door-sized piece of the fuselage. Not the door itself, but a piece of the fuselage came off. And it just, it, panic. How nobody died, I don't know. Uh, but one woman was recounting how a, a teenager sitting near her, uh, he had his shirt ripped off of him because of the drop in pressure. 10,000 feet and a piece of the plane falls off. You don't have that problem with cars. I mean, yeah, cars are dangerous, but uh, it's not like you're driving down the road and all of a sudden, oh, hey, door fell off. Piece of the fuselage. Yeah, I don't know, man. If I, if I, I, I I'm starting to get why uh, John Madden uh, went everywhere in an RV. You know, he had his own special tour bus. Uh, I need that. I, 
if I ever get to be that well-known and famous, I think I'll do that. And if I ever want to go see Hawaii, they better start working on that bridge. Okay. So there's that. Uh, Willem Dafoe, congrats to him. Earlier this week, the legendary actor got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which begs the question, why wasn't this done sooner? Guy's just insanely talented, and for some odd reason, he does not have an Oscar yet. Now, he is in the movie Poor Things. Maybe that changes this year. Who knows? Uh, but just a great actor, and he knows his stuff. And uh, hopefully one day, those snooty critics will give him his due. I've always enjoyed watching him, even if he is kind of creepy. Okay, um, Vermont. What is this? Uh, King Arthur? King Arthur... Uh, flour they had this baking competition i well i don't know if it's still on or not they've taken it off their website because well the comments weren't great uh basically if you're a white person you're not allowed in this baking competition it has to be uh, some you have to be a person or business of color which seems to be a strange thing going into martin luther king weekend because he was all about inclusion and look i've said it before I don't care if a Latino has the best hamburger in town. I don't care if someone who is of Japanese descent has the best burrito in town. I don't care what the color, the sexual preference, the gender is of the people preparing the food. I just want it to taste very damn good. And here you have a company that uh, basically makes... Uh, the ingredients for baking saying, no, we, that's all we care about. Doesn't really tell me uh, much about King Arthur as a flower, but eh, whatever. So there's that. And finally, thank you, Canada, for this story. A man, 25 years old, uh, who just got his driver's license 20 minutes later got arrested uh, and his license suspended because he was driving around with an open beer in his car he drank it and apparently uh if you uh, blow up over a 0.00 and you're driving that's a no-no in canada so there i don't know all the canadian laws i just know it's stringent and uh, from what i understand this guy drove around like he was in arkansas yeah well maybe uh maybe his uber driver will allow him to sneak something in. I don't know. With that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.